You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, I want to give a shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and around the world with the American Forces Radio Network. Shout-out to the servicemen and women getting a little taste of home from Spittin' Statistician, helping them win their leagues and win that cash. It's a happy hour here on Friday at Rock and Riley's studio 34 and if it's friday you know what that means i got my boy chris bavona on the ones and twos with me so hot that we sweat steam we are blowing up like tiger woods car insurance bill we're gonna give it to you all hour long if you want to holler at me this hour you can at 844-843-6879 we got a good show for you okay i'm gonna give you my starting lineup the pitchers that you need to start this weekend in dfs to win your leagues and win that cash we're also we're gonna react to game one of the NBA Finals. As you know, the Golden State Warriors continue to be perfect in the playoffs, and Kevin Durant came out big. We're going to be talking about that with my man, the Night Owl, JP, a little bit later on. Also, interesting and somewhat unexpected news. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know we talk about player safety. There is a new study being undertaken about the impact of some head injuries, but not exactly what you might think. We're going to get into that as well. And yo, my man Chris hasn't been here all week long, so we're going to play a little catching up with Chris. We're going to see if he can understand how the uh, Fantasy Freestyle listeners and voters voted on some of the polls. We're going to refresh some of those fun and functional sports radio stories that we've been having all week long. We're going to see what uh, Mr. Bavona has to say about this. But also, guys, happy National Donut Day. It is National Donut Day, so to honor that, our poll question that's up is, what's your favorite kind of donut? Is it a jelly donut? Is it a glazed donut? Is it a cream-filled donut? Or is it something else? Let us know at FNTSY Radio. You could always follow me, ask me questions, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. All that and more. This episode of the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to have a good old time. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a Friday here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning, don't get it twisted, award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, holding you down on a Friday. Listen, hope you guys are listening live right now on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Or if you're listening live on one of our sports byline affiliates out there on the West Coast, it could be, you know, rush hour out there. If you're stuck in traffic on the 405, for example, if you're listening on KLAA 1330 in Los Angeles, you might be listening to the 1090 a.m. in San Diego or 1340 a.m. KIST in Santa Barbara. Big 
shout out to you chilling in traffic on the 405. Hopefully, Speeds, the spitting statistician, can hold you down and cruise you into a weekend. Let's get it started right now with my starting lineup in Major League Baseball. Got to give you some news and notes to start off so you know what to do this weekend. Boston Red Sox starting pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go to the DL. He slipped while warming up and injured his knee. They're putting him to the DL, and unfortunately, he is faced with the three worst words in sports. Literally, these are the three words that you never want to hear for your fantasy player. The three words are Dr. James Andrews, and it looks like Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go to Dr. James Andrews to look at his knee on Monday. I'm telling you, that is not a good sign. Mariners outfielder Nelson Cruz was hit by a pitch in in the hand last night in last night's game against the Rockies, and Gene Segura left the game with an ankle injury. Both of those guys are listed day-to-day. And also, the Texas Rangers finally... DFA'd Sam Dyson. We have been talking about that uh, Rangers bullpen early in the season. Sam Dyson was getting blown up, much like a Samsung 7, with a 1080 ERA. They're saying that they may look to trade Sam Dyson. And oddly enough, there's reports that the Tampa Bay Rays may be interested. Keep an eye on that if you have guys like Matt Bush, but also if you guy if you have a guy like Mr. Colome in Tampa Bay, Colome maybe. We'll find out about that. Talking about closer news, in Los Angeles and Anaheim, Houston Street, his return to the Angels has been delayed. Remember, he's got a tricep tightness. He had a rehab stint going on in AAA Salt Lake. They are pausing that right now. He had a little bit of an issue, so Bud Norris continues to be locked and loaded as your closer for the Angels. Francisco Liriano is activated tonight to start against the New York Yankees. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with him. Listen, he had a 6.35 ERA going into it. Liriano was someone I was high on coming into the season because I thought being reunited with his catcher, a former catcher of his back in Pittsburgh, Russell Martin, would do good things for him, but no, 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 not tonight against that number one in the American League Yankees offense. Also, something I need to tell you guys, and I'm going to give the piece of news, and at first you're going to be like, oh, wait a second, Speeds. You were high on this guy. Does that mean you were wrong? Listen to the news first. The Diamondbacks have optioned Zach Godley down to AAA Reno. I told you guys about Godley and how I was kind of high on him, that he was a little bit of a diamond in the rough that was rising and that was p- pitching well. He had a 2.38 ERA, a 1.09 whip. I thought it was legit, okay? Now, I know they sent him down to AAA. However, I think this is another one of these examples of roster manipulation. I told you how, uh, say, like the Dodgers are using the 10-day DL and sending uh, Urias up and down to try to just, um, in essence, lengthen their rotation. Zach Godley is not going to be gone for a while. He will be back up with the club, in my opinion, in about 10 days. He might miss a start, okay? And they were probably doing this, in my opinion, to get more bullpen arms in there because, remember, they had that long game this week. I think they had a 13 or 14 inning game, so... Godley has options. They sent him down. He is 32% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He is down 5% today because they sent him down. I recommend seeing if you could actually, you know, in a couple days, pick him up because I think he is interesting. I think he is sustainable for the season, and he is not going to stay at AAA Reno. Just so you know, that's what I do here. Speeds the Spitting Statistician helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I also hold myself accountable, so we got to go back to last night. Last night on the DFS slate, there were only four night games, and it was a pretty 
pretty unimpressive slate, if you want to know the truth. The guy I gave out in cash games, I told you he was the chalk. I went with him anyway, despite the fact that not only his own anxiety, he gives me anxiety. We're talking about Zach Greinke. I said that he was going to be good against the Marlins because uh, they weren't going to be able to rally against Zach Greinke. They are last in the NL in walks. And... um they didn't rally against him. They only scored one earned run. Greinke went seven innings, one run, struck out eight, got you a quality start and a win as the Diamondbacks won three to two. Hopefully you listened to me and that helped you cash in DFS last night. So now you might be asking yourself, self, who should I start this weekend in DFS? Well, I'm going to give you all three days, okay? Tonight, a lot of aces going, okay? Sure. On FanDuel, if you want to spell 12400 for Clayton Kershaw, who am I to say otherwise, okay? He's going against the Milwaukee Brewers. They strike out a ton, and the Dodgers are minus 230 favorites on the road. Gotta like that. If you want to pay 11200 on FanDuel for Steven Strasburg, sure. He's at Oakland. You know I love that Oakland ballpark for pitchers. Sure. Go right ahead. You also have an interesting game in Texas, Dallas Keuchel and you Darvish. However, there is supposed to be rain in Texas. That's very, very rare. But this game, I would stay away from the starters there. If you want to go slightly cheaper, you want to save yourself about $2,000, here's my actual pick that I think you need to go with in cash games tonight, and it is Detroit Tigers starter Michael Fulmer. He's going against the Chicago White Sox. He's priced on FanDuel at 9600 I like this, okay? The Tigers at home are minus 180 favorites. The White Sox are the worst in the American League when it comes to facing righties. They have a 290 on-base percentage as a team against righties. No, not a 290 batting average, a 290 on-base percentage against righties. I think Michael Fulmer will be able to do it. Michael Fulmer has a streak of 10 straight quality starts. So he's the guy I think that you could save a little bit money and still do really well in cash games tonight, okay? Tomorrow. There's two series going on this weekend that I would pick on, okay? First one is this Astros Rangers series, all right? I don't know if this game is going to go on tonight. If not, it gets pushed back, and you can have Keuchel tomorrow. But tomorrow, the scheduled starter is Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers has been, you know, quietly really good, six and one, a two point four eight ERA. I like Lance McCullers, but he might get pushed back to Sunday. I like the Astros to stay hot in a division matchup at Texas as they look to run away with the AL West. The other matchup I really like. Check out the Minnesota Twin starters this weekend. They are at Anaheim against these Angels. Remember a little guy by the name of Mike Trout? Some people think he's the Mickey Mantle of our generation. Yeah. Well, without without him in that Angels lineup, the Angels lineup does not scare me at all. They have gone for three or fewer runs every game except for one since Mike Trout has been out. So I like on Saturday, Irwin Santana against the Angels. Quietly, Irwin Santana has gone 7-2 and two with a 1.75 ERA. I like him on Saturday. And then on Sunday, listen, Berrios has been sick with a 2.7 ERA, and I think he's an option as well. Also on Sunday, you'll have Chris Sale at Baltimore, he's coming off a bad outing. Remember when he returned to his former team and the White Sox? But he's still sick. I like him to restart a new streak of striking out 10 or more guys. I like Chris Sale on Sunday. 
you also look to the game in Toronto on Sunday where you have a matchup of Marcus Stroman and Luis Severino. Both of those guys have been very good this year. I just don't like that they'll be facing each other. Those are some starters that you could look at. But no, remember yesterday I gave you my diamonds in the rough for the month of May. Now it's time to give you some fugazis, okay? As the in, in hitters, I don't have much time, but I got to tell you, it's about time that you actually consider moving on from these guys. First, Rufnet Odor. Odor has a 601 OPS. He had two home runs on opening night. You're hoping to get pop out of him. He's hitting 207 with seven homers on the season. That is not the move. You could get Ryan Shrimp, who's only 22% owned, or Jonathan Scope, who's only 68% owned. Both of those guys, more power than Rufnet Odor. And honestly, it's time to move on for Kyle Schwarber. The man is hitting 165. He's been dropped down to to seventh in the lineup. I think it's time to move on from him as well. On the pitching side, guys like Tanaka, I think he's hurt at a 6.34 ERA. You also got these guys... Kevin Gausman, Matt Harvey, Jose Quintana, all above five ERAs, all above 1.4 in their whip. Now that we have turned to June, these guys are actually fugazis. It is time to move on from them and forget about it, all right? When we come back, though, when we come back, we're going to get into the cipher with my man, the Night Owl. We're going to start talking NBA playoffs and all that and more. When we come back, I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All eyes on me. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Friday on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy, Chris Bavona. I also got the Night Owl, my man, JP, in town. They're giving you all those beats as we come on back, honoring the West Coast as the Golden State Warriors took a one nothing lead in the NBA Finals. I told you a couple of uh, you know markets out there that we're shouting out in California, but you know, equal time, equal time. So listen, to all y'all out there in Ohio, for example, if you're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle right now on 1570 AM in Warren on WANR, big shout out to you guys. Also in Salina, Ohio, 94.3 FM WKKI. Thanks for you guys to tuning in to the Fantasy Freestyle where we help you win your leagues and win that cash. Another thing, though, if you're looking for ways to really get an edge, check this out. Go to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineup every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the stand. Also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. That's what we do here. We try to help you out. And here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we do it all for free, okay? So if you're listening live, you can holler at me at 844-843-6879. But if not, you could also, you know, check us out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way, it's not just me, okay? It's my man Joe Pisapia. It's my man Matty Modica. It's Greg Sussman, Tony Sincata, Benny Riccardi, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, everybody. The fan. 
fantasy executive Corey Parson. We are giving you all that good stuff, whether it be fantasy baseball or whether it be in the lead up to fantasy football coming up pretty soon. So let me give you some news and notes around that. Bears wide receiver Cameron Meredith sprained his thumb in OTAs. They think he's going to be fine and okay for training camp, but this could be an opportunity. I was talking earlier this week about the depth chart for the Bears at wideout looking to help out Mike Glennon or uh, Mitchell, don't call me Mitch Trubinsky. You had Cameron Meredith, Kevin White, Marcus Wheaton, Victor Cruz, Kendall Wright. Like, someone will have an opportunity to step up. I have no idea which one it will be. As we go to Cleveland, wide receiver Corey Coleman is also dealing with a sore hamstring. Remember I told you earlier in the week that he was banged up at OTAs? This hamstring is of issue, though, because he missed time last year with a hamstring. And I'm sorry to say it. But Corey Coleman may start to receive the tag of injury prone. And also news from out of the NFL, retired quarterback Michael Vick says that he wants to get into coaching. I don't know if that's the best idea, but not because of why you think. I don't think it's a bad idea because of the dogfighting and the PR and all that stuff. Here's why I think it's a bad idea. My analogy is this. Ted Williams, the great hitter was a horrible hitting coach when he tried to do that after he retired. People who have such incredible natural athletic skills and gifts, it is sometimes very hard for them to explain or to translate to others and to coach people on what they are doing. They're like, nah, you just do it like this. And because of what comes so easy to them, it's hard for them to sometimes teach what others are doing. So I don't know. We'll see if Michael Vick does, in fact, latch on. But as we move here in the cypher, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to bring in my man the night owl jp he's doing a great job holding me down and interning here at the fantasy sports radio network all summer long yesterday's show if you were listening we had jp come in and we were talking about game one we were looking into game one and listen the golden state warriors roll with a 103 to 91 victory i will say this though i told you guys that it was a lock i told you guys to bet most of your bankroll, if you were going to bet on this game, on the under. I thought it was crazy that the over-under for this game was at like 225. I even saw it as high as 226, the total of 113 and 91. Uh, I'm going to do some quick math here, and I'm going to tell you that that's a total of 204. Even if I'm wrong, I'll tell you it was nowhere near 225. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to my man J.H. Shipley. He was riding with me, told me thanks for the called shot on Twitter. I want to give a big shout-out to him. This is what happens. That's why you got to listen to your boy speeds the spitting statistician. I hope you win that cash. You know what I mean? I will say this, though. It did. In the first quarter at the beginning, it did look kind of sloppy. I must admit, there were a couple of turnovers, a lot of missed layups and shots. Zaza Pachulia had about an opportunity for, like, three layups, and he missed them, you know, But then it also, it sort of looked a little JP. It almost looked like an all-star game. You know, with everybody being able to just drive to the rim. I don't know. Kevin Durant maybe had like eight, nine dunks during the game. It was, uh, it was interesting to see. It must have been that the Cavs game plan was to like prioritize, you know, going out there and guarding the outside shooter. There were a number of times in transition where Kevin Durant went right down the lane. KD with an incredible game, won 38 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 14 of 26 from the field. He had a great game. I will say this. What I believe the biggest stat of game 1, though, was the turnover battle. The Cavaliers turned the ball over 20 times to the Warriors 4. With the Warriors shooting the way they do, you cannot give them extra possessions. KD was hot. 
Steph was hot as well. Hey, uh, JP, the night owl, my man, what were your biggest takeaways from game one last night? Yeah, some of my biggest takeaways, starting off, they played some inside-out defense out there in uh, Oracle yep. last night. They had the Cavs were sprinting out to that three-point line. Right, literally in transition, guys, like, I saw J.R. Smith, like, fake like he was going to guard the ball. They teach you that right away, stop ball. He thought that, like, trying to get to Clay or trying to get to Steph at the perimeter was more important than trying to, you know, D-up Kevin Durant coming right down the hole. I agree with you, J.P. They still all went off, too. They were still all nailing threes, which is the craziest part about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing I would also say is I saw a lot of people. I heard, you know, Paul Pierce after the game. I heard a lot of people talking about that Clay Thompson had a bad game. I want to be Clay Thompson's champion. I want to be his advocate because I'm going to tell you, I don't care if he went 3 of 16 from the field. If you watch that game closely, Clay Thompson was a defensive force. There were times early in the game where Clay Thompson was guarding Kevin Love and doing it successful. There were times later on he was guarding Kyrie Irving and staying ahead of him. And I'll tell you what the truth, anytime Steph Curry was on Kyrie, Kyrie went to the hole successfully. Not when Clay Thompson was on him. Clay was guarding J.R. Smith. Clay was guarding LeBron successfully at times. If he continues to do that, I've been telling everybody, JP, you know I said it last night. The Warriors Warriors defense is what was slept on. That's why I was going under. And if Draymond and Clay can continue to play defense like that, and Le- and you know Durant and Steph go off like they have been shooting over fifty percent, going for almost averaging over thirty combined between them, this could be a shorter series. What do you think, JP? I'm gonna have to agree with you. And. Even one even more underrated defender on that team is Kevin Durant. He had a lot of really good possessions on LeBron James last night. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. A little bit later on, when I got my man, the manimal Chris Bavona with me, we're going to see what he thinks in terms of what the listeners, you know, because we had a poll up. We're going to see if he can uh, identify what the listeners and the voters thought about this series, and then we'll get his official pick. We'll get his pick even though we are past game one because we want to get him on the record as well. As we keep it moving, though, here on the Cypher in the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez holding you down on a Friday here as we go into happy hour here on Rockin' Riley's on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I mentioned to you that there is a new um, study about head injuries. And if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle... You know that I have been talking about pain management and player safety for months. Back in the football season, we even had licensed athletic trainer Thomas Lowe talking about some of the injuries, talking about some of the concussions, some of the protocols. And you remember we did that series, giving a big shout out to Kyle Turley about, you know, kind of the chemicals and the pain medication and how he and others are advocating for marijuana as a pain relief and pain management tool for the NFL. But This is not where you think I'm going to go. Soccer. I've always said, like, yo, head injuries in football? What about in soccer where they are actively heading the ball, using their head as a, you know, offensive tool? And when they go up, bang, they clash heads left and right. And I thought that this was very weird because it's even happening in youth soccer. You know how people are saying, oh, well, youth football, they don't know how to tackle, blah, blah, blah. What about soccer? What about these eight-year-olds banging heads left and right? Well, UEFA... 
is commissioning a soccer a study on uh, headers in youth soccer. Okay, the U.S. Federation has actually already banned this in 11 and under leagues and in 13 and under leagues because there was a actually a lawsuit after a concussion. A kid in San Francisco got a concussion in a youth game in San Francisco, and his family actually sued the U.S. Federation. Okay, so they have implemented some of the limits there, and now UEFA is asking for research proposals to do studies to see what the impact is on young people, you know, kids. Using their head as headers and in the game, I think I think um, this actually should be a bigger issue. They say football is in trouble if parents kind of like stop letting kids play youth football. I think we really need to look at. Uh, I think we need to look at soccer as well. I don't know, JP. I don't know if you play soccer or not, but I do want to get you on the record before we go to break here. It's National Donut Day, my friend, and so JP, I gotta ask you, what's your favorite kind of donut? I'm going to go with uh, classic vanilla with sprinkles, man. Vanilla with sprinkles, huh? Okay, I like that. Right now, like I said, we got that poll question up at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always holler at your boy, Dane Martinez, at Spittin' Speeds. Right now, 47% of you say glazed donuts are your favorite. 44% say cream-filled. 6% say jelly donuts are your favorite. And 3% say other. Here's the thing, though. In other, I said tell us what it is. So the 3% of you guys who said other, I don't have any replies, though. I don't know what kind. Maybe you're like my man JP. Maybe it's that vanilla. You know, do you like sprinkles? Do you like the donut holes? Do you like something else? It's National Donut Day. I want to know. We're going to check in on this poll a little bit later on. But when we come back, we're going to have my man Chris Bavona with me joining. We're going to go through all our fun and functional sports radio. See uh, see what he has to say about all the topics we've been talking about all week long. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hit him up, hit him up. That's my man Tupac bringing us back into the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, I want to give a shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and also the American Forces Radio Network on military bases around the world, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. I am lucky on a Friday to be joined with my man Chris Bavona. And, uh, you know, he keeps it so hot that we sweat steam. We're blowing up like a Samsung 7. You know, I'm, there it is. There it is. Hey, yo, I miss it, you know, because Monday through Thursday, I got my boy Donnie, uh, Donnie Burns, the love doctor, and my fantasy basketball correspondent. But on Fridays, we got Chris Bavona, and so what I like to do is catch him up because he was so he was so interested in the fantasy freestyle, what you guys say on our polls. Remember, we had that TV Greatest of All Time tournament, and Bavona was huge in that. So I got a couple of polls for you, Chris. Do you think, uh, do you, think you know the listeners? Do you think you know the voters? I got to be honest. Sometimes I, I feel like I know them, but then... When it comes to stuff like the greatest of all time TV. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Sometimes right. these guys know how to surprise me. All right. So we shall see. Uh, I got three polls that I want to uh, bring back from from this week. Okay. The first thing. But first things first, Chris. I have to get you on record. Okay. okay. Don Burns, his official pick is Cavs in six. JP and myself made our official picks last night before game one. We both agree we are picking the Golden State Warriors in six games. Okay. What is your? official pick for the NBA Finals? I'm I'm going to go Cavs in seven. 
halves and seven. You think once again LeBron James celebrates at Oracle and just again, shoves yep. it down their throat. Yep. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So I know where you are, right? You and... You and uh, Donnie Burns would have answered this question the same. We had up as a poll, what is your pick for the NBA Finals, right? But we, we, we broke it down like this. Will it be the Cavs in four or five games? Or then would it be the Cavs in six or seven? You know, like a short series or a long yep. series? And then would it be the Warriors in a short series, Warriors in a long series? Because you say Cavs in seven and Donnie Burns said Cavs in six. You guys are both Cavs in a long series. Um JP, the Night Owl, and myself are both dubs in a long series. What do you think the people said? I think the people said the Warriors in, in a long series. You think the people said the Warriors in a long series. That was the third choice. Wow. The Warriors in a long series was 24% of the people. Wow. Okay. Take another shot, my man. Is it Cavs in? Is it Cavs in a long series? Cavs in a long series. Forty percent of the people think the Cavs in a long series. But here's the fun part, okay? Okay. Forty percent said Cavs in a long series. Ten percent say Cavs in a short series. I know you know math pretty good, Chris. So what is forty plus ten? That would be fitting. Yes, that means that on our poll question, fifty percent of the people ultimately think the Cavs will win this series, and fifty percent of the people ultimately think that the Golden State Warriors will win the trilogy. So I thought that was interesting that it actually went fifty-fifty. Um, the real question, though, is, Chris, do you think this series is going to live up to the hype? Live up to the weight? You know, we have been waiting for this for a year. Um, you know, regular season besides Russell Westbrook. No, so good. Uh, NBA playoffs. Nah. You know, so uh, except for like Paul George talking crap about his teammates lobbying to sign with the L.A. Lakers mid-series. It hasn't been that great. So um, do you think this series is going to be like, you know, an epic one for the ages? Or will it kind of disappoint and be like, uh, you know. Not I worth don't it. think it's going to be as good as last year's uh, okay. finals. Even though you're picking Cavs in seven. Even though I'm picking Cavs in seven. Because that sounds like it would yeah. be as good as last year's no, finals. Because I, 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 I have a feeling that you're going to see a lot of games like last night. Right, uh, okay. Where each game is just going to be completely lopsided. Fair enough, fair enough, fair so enough. So it's going to be boring, but it's going to be fun at the same time. Boring, but fun at the same time. You know, I used to be a teacher in middle school, and when I had my like sixth graders, when they would write essays, they would be like, I think it's going to be really bad, but I also think it's going to be really good. And so you're saying it's going to be a seven-game series, but it's going to be really bad also. It's we'll see. It's just going to be weird because every, I feel like every game is going to be exactly like how it was last night, just completely lopsided, where the Cavs win a couple games by like 15 or 20, and the Warriors will probably win another game by like 15 or 20. Fair enough. You are a grown man. You are entitled to your opinion, my friend. Um, let's keep it moving, though, here. Another poll question we had. You remember early in the, early in the week, we had this brawl between the Nationals and the, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the Giants, right? So I asked kind of which of the following people's behaviors were more in line with kind of like the uh, quote-unquote unwritten rules of baseball. Here are the options. Was it um, Hunter Strickland, who basically held a grudge for three years and waited to plunk Bryce Harper? 
Was it Harper, who not only charged the mound, but then threw a helmet? You know, like, he was like, yo, I ain't going to go without a weapon. If you could throw a rock at me, then I could throw something at you. Was it Bryce Harper? Or was it Buster Posey? I don't know if you saw the replay, but Buster Posey, he was kind of chilling. He was just letting it happen. Do you think that is like the way it was supposed to be? Or do you think it was teammates, guys like Jeff Samarja and Morse, that like didn't care what was going on and just charged like maniacs a la back in the day? I'm a big Yankees fan. I'm reminded of a huge brawl with uh, Armando Benitez where Daryl Strawberry and guys like Graham Lloyd came out of nowhere clubbing people in the melee. Whose uh, actions most resonate with you? I'm going to go with Buster Posey. Buster Posey letting it happen. Only 15% of people said that as their answer. The winner of this poll was 43% said the teammates. Because, like, you just got to ride with your teammates. You know, I guess that's what everybody thought. Ride or die. Ride or die, exactly. What I also thought was interesting, I don't know if you saw it, you know, in these replays. They also took a shot of um, Madison Bumgarner, who you know is rehabbing from injury. He looked like he wanted to get into that fight so bad, (laughs) but he couldn't. And he just had to, like, go down and, like, into the clubhouse because he knew he couldn't be bothered with it. So I thought that was interesting. But I thought it was also interesting. The next day we talked about – I had a clip of Bryce Harper addressing a Little League team over the weekend. And what he literally said was like, yo, that he's not into the participation trophies, that it's only about first place. And so we talked about that a little bit on the show. That's why I love Bryce Harper. Yeah. So it sounds – okay, okay, there we go. And we talked about that on the show. And I gave other examples like James Harrison took his kid's participation trophy away from him. Um, Same thing. D'Angelo Williams did the same thing with his daughter. Okay, so the poll question I had up was do you agree with a participation trophy culture? where like you know games end in ties and trying is what's celebrated the options were yes no or up until a certain age what do you think the people said i know how you feel no what do you think the people I think said? The, I think the people said no, too. You think the people said no? You yes. are correct, Thank my man. Uh. 77% of the people said no. They don't agree with that kind of participation trophy culture. Only 2% said yes. 21% said at a certain age. So uh, what do you think that age might be? What would I think the age would be to get to stop getting participation yeah. trophies? Yeah. Six. Like maybe f- six years old. So first graders, cut them off after that. Cut them off. Cut them off. You after- in second grade, now it's about you know winning the chip. You get to kindergarten, that's right. fine. You get a participation trophy. Once right. you get into the numbered grades, okay. that's it. You I'm going to have to ask it. my man Benny Riccardi, author of The Definitive Guide to Fantasy Baseball. I'm going to have to ask him because he's got kids in, in Little League right now. I'm going to have to ask him uh, what he thinks about that. Yo, so... You know, Chris, we put the fun in functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So one of the things that I talked about as a fun in functional sports radio topic, I want to see if you agree with this. Um, They're having a baby boom in the country of Iceland. You want to know why? Because of the world of the uh, Euro Cup from last year, absolutely. Because yeah! it is nine months after their Euro Cup run, there is stats. They said that in March, in late March, the country of Iceland set a record in one week using the most epidurals of all time. Nine months after they beat England, and I think it's funny because um, they even had a commercial right on the Super Bowl, like all the Super Bowl babies. You know, yep. I saw them do something recently on uh, ESPN about all the Chicago. Cubs babies that, you know, were conceived in late October of this year. And um, Chris, you remember when we did in the playoffs Speeds versus the Kids? 
Yes. So again, I want to give a big shout out to my man, Sammy. Sammy was the 14-month-old kid that was picking and made the lion sounds to pick the lions against the Seahawks. He, I know for a fact, was a World Cup baby because uh, his parents were loving James Rodriguez and the Columbia team and, uh, you know, decided to celebrate a victory that way. You think this is viable? You think this is real, that there's spikes in birth rates in championship cities, Chris? You know, the funny thing is, is that I think this is more spikes in championship cities around the world, not necessarily in America. You think this is a global trend? I think it's, well, I think it's a soccer trend. I think it's a, a world football trend. Okay. I can't really see this happening with the Patriots or, or the right, Seattle because Seahawks, Patriots fans would have, lines. like, you know, just the 10 of us by now or whatever that show was, right? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, exactly. but you think it's viable. You think it's viable to celebrate a championship with a little, uh, with a little hanky-panky, huh? I'm not. I'm never against any reason to have a little hanky panky. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And then, um, obviously, one of the other things we talked about to put the fun in functional sports radio this week, we talked a little bit about Mr. Met. We talked a little bit about Mr. Met, but I have a question for you, Chris. Here's the thing, you know, okay. like, okay, he flipped everybody off, blah, blah, blah. It was an embarrassment. I think it's just another data point in what is a completely unraveling year for the Mets between Noah Syndergaard and his MRI, between Yoenis Cespedes and his hamstring, between the Matt Harvey suspension, and now this issue with Mr. Met. But here's my question for you. The mascot has four fingers, so how is it his middle finger? Tony Sincata came up with this. I'm still going it's his middle finger because it's the middle finger. It's there is the no middle, middle of four fingers, Chris. Exactly. Exactly. You're proving my point. It's not his middle finger. It was just a finger. No? So, But you know what? It's still the middle one, and it there still is looks no like middle. middle finger. There is no it's middle. It's the one right in the middle. What'd you do in middle school math, Bavona? The average of, like, two numbers, if they're, it's a half. What was, his his, his middle finger is his second and a half finger? It has finger? nothing to do with the math on this one. It's the positioning of it. All it's right. still positioned right in the middle. All right, all right. So, so you it think still it looks problem. like he's getting flipped the bird. You think it was a problem. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. Now, here's my last qu- uh, topic I want to get into you real quick. Um, Remember how we talked about the, uh, the 12-year-old girl who won her MMA fight? Yes. Okay. So I have more outrage from female MMA events. Um, there was an MMA uh, fighter, who a female. She fought and then found out a week later that she actually had her MMA fight while she was pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant. How do you feel about that? What's worse for a woman, to fight while pregnant or to fight as a 12-year-old? Fight pregnant. You don't, yeah, right? You don't, want, you don't know what you can do to Absolutely. that, to that uh, baby. Absolutely. That's crazy, right? So uh, the last thing I want to mention, this is a new topic, and it's, it's fitting because we got you down there. We also got JP the Night Owl down there. I don't know if you uh, realize this. You know who might be back this summer? Who's that? OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson's having a parole hearing this July, and he could get released as early as October, nine years into his 33-year sentence after being convicted in 2008. But here's the thing. I don't want to know necessarily your feelings about OJ. We don't have to go there, okay? There's a whole 30 for 30 on that. But here's what I want to tell you guys. You know when that that, that chase happened, when, uh, you know, they interrupted my Knicks game for the chase? Um, That was in 1994, 1994, 1994, right? Right, because they were against the Rockets in the NBA Finals, right? You know that the Night Owl down there, JP, you know he was not even born yet when that happened? I know. 
Does that that makes me feel pretty old? That how does makes that make me you feel, feel extremely old? You have no idea how old I feel when I look at this kid. <laughs> I'm saying right, but he's doing a great job, my man. The night owl. Thanks to him again for, on the fantasy freestyle for holding us down and uh, you know talking NBA finals. I also want to thank him. When we come back, Bavona, we're gonna play. I think we have a new fantasy freestyle promo. Is that correct? You got it. We do. So when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we will, in fact, play the newest Fantasy Freestyle promo. I'm telling you, what I do is I help you win your league and win that cash. Remember when I had Speeds and Spotlight on every team going into the major leagues, going into the season? Hmm. I might have got some things right. Maybe you should have listened. We'll hear that uh, promo coming up next here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And as always, want to give a big shout-out to all our sports byline listeners around the country and American Forces Radio Network around the world. Shout out to the servicemen and women on this Memorial Day week. The servicemen and women looking for a little taste of home. Having speeds, the spitting statistician hold you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. Tie a nice, neat little bow on this one. Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle. Ooh, ooh. What y'all want to do? Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? Vegas says that the Rockies are going to win 79 and a half games this year. I actually like this team. Beads says take the over on the Colorado Rockies. Vegas has the Nationals at winning 90 and a half games. Speed says take the over. I love this team. I think the, you're going to get a bounce back, if that can even be said, year out of Bryce Harper. I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation. I think this is a team that could even upseat the Cubs as the best team in the National League. Vegas thinks that the Houston Astros are going to win 87 and a half games. I like the over. I like this team. I'm with that Sports Illustrated call, calling them the uh, World Series champs. Remember, they did that in 14, saying that they were going to be the World Series champs in 2017. I do think that these Houston Astros could win the AL West and contend for the AL pennant. Speeds, the spitting statistician, calling his shot. The Houston Astros will be in this year's ALCS. If not further, multiple MVP candidates. I like the Houston Astros. You ain't gotta like me. You just mad cause I tell it how it is and you tell it how it might be. I like it, Chris. I like it. Thank you so much. You ain't got to like me. You just mad because I tell it how it is and, and you tell it how it, how it might be. be. You're absolutely right. I tell you guys, I've been saying it all year. Before the season, my World Series prediction was the Washington Nationals over the Houston Astros. And I told you the best over-under that I liked, your best chance was to bet the over on the Colorado Rockies. All of that looks pretty good right now. I'm telling you, that's what we do. We help you win your leagues and win that cash up next on the fantasy sports radio network i got some guys coming up they can help you win your leagues and win that cash as well my man maddie mo and also joe pisapia who is the number one fantasy sports radio network ninja warrior he's gonna help you defend yourself sword fight and he's also gonna give you the guys to use to replace mike trout for six to eight weeks that's what's going on right now 
I'm telling you, there's some fugazis out here. You have to realize, Rufnet Odor, it's time to move on. Kyle Schwarber, it's time to move on. Unfortunately, as a Yankee fan, I have to tell you, Masahiro Tanaka, it is time to move on. They're going to be giving you more of that stuff to help you win your leagues and win that cash. That's about it for me. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. I will be back on Monday. We'll be recapping Game 2 of the NBA Finals. All that and more. Have a great weekend, guys. For my man Chris Bavona and JP the Night Owl, this is Dane Martinez. Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.